Welcome to the Neural Compass Podcast's third installment. My name is Steven Sinecrope. I am a neuroscience major attending the University of Chicago, as you probably all know by now. And my mission with this podcast is to spark intrigue and interest into the understanding of your own minds. Nothing I say is to be considered medical advice. If you are suffering, please seek the help of a medical professional. With that out of the way, today's episode is going to be on ASMR and binaural beats. Last episode dove pretty deep into some complicated research, so this week I wanted to explore the other end of the spectrum, some pop culture buzzing topics. ASMR. I've seen the satisfying compilations everywhere, but what is ASMR? ASMR is a name coined as recently as 2015 by a woman named Jennifer Allen, who was experiencing, as many were, an unnamed phenomena. What was previously described only as brain tingles or a brain orgasm when listening to certain trigger sounds. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which I'll break down for you. Autonomous means from within. Sensory is of the senses or derived from sensation, and meridian response is a bit of a euphemism, meaning something akin to an energy release or colloquially a brain orgasm. Now I'm sure most of you have some experience with ASMR as it is propagated vociferously on social media platforms like YouTube with videos of slime, soap cutting, whispering, and role play. Interestingly, some of you probably already love ASMR and can't wait for me to explain why you experience some of these sensations. While many of you are probably listening, hoping to understand why those crazy people enjoy these videos. And this is because it has been shown and verified experimentally that for some reason only a select number of individuals can actually fully experience the ASMR sensation. It is thought to maybe have a genetic origin. The sensation is thought to be related to the chills that many experience when listening to especially emotional passages of music. But the key difference is while that feeling is typically associated with excitement and awe, the ASMR response is typically soothing and relaxing. If you're interested in musical chills, by the way, the scientific term is known as musical frisson. Research into ASMR is limited, but currently outpouring as it becomes more and more popular in the public eye. According to a qualitative paper published by Emma Barrett and Nick Davis titled ASMR, A Flow-Like State, participants reported a temporary reduction of symptoms of depression, anxiety, and even chronic pain. Now this study was qualitative, but still, these benefits sound fantastic. But what exactly is happening in the brain to elicit these effects? A 2018 publication in the journal BioImpacts did functional MRI on participants that were watching ASMR videos and analyzed their brain activity. In people who self-reported as ASMR sensitive, they observed the most significant increase in activity in the MPFC, or medial prefrontal cortex, a brain region associated with self-awareness, social cognition, and social behaviors. They also measured increased levels of oxytocin release, which is a hormone we talked about in depth last episode, an affiliative hormone, a love hormone. They theorized that this release of oxytocin could be the cause of the relaxation linked with the tingles that these people experience. Activation of regions linked to touch perception in ASMR also supports the idea 
that this sensation could be related to a vestigial grooming pathway, like what you might observe between two chimps. In reference to the chills sensation themselves, ASMR experiencers showed increased activity in a region called the nucleus accumbens, which is actually located within the ventral striatum in the brain, which we discussed last episode, involved in affiliative actions. This nucleus accumbens is related to reward, satisfaction, and emotion, and it is tied to dopamine release. And this dopamine release is what causes the physical chills. And this dopamine release in the chills seem to be identical to musical friction or the chills from music. But what makes the ASMR tingles different is that the activation of the medial prefrontal cortex in addition. Now that you have some understanding as to what ASMR is and what it does, how can you benefit from it? Well, fortunately for some of you, you'll be able to benefit much more than others. If you are what is called ASMR sensitive and fully experience this tingling sensation, then start using these videos. Whispering and personal attention videos have been shown to trigger this the strongest, so go on YouTube and explore. Stay away from some of the weird role-playing. If you have no clue whether or not you experience this, give it a cursory Google search. Stick to the soap cutting and whispering or tucking you in at night kind of things. Expectation is behavior, so try to keep an open mind. ASMR has been reported to have relaxing, pain-relieving, de-stressing effects. Many listen to help them fall asleep. Some people who are completely not ASMR sensitive still report enjoying some of these videos. So either way, give it a shot. Now moving on to another pop culture trend, binaural beats. You've probably also seen a few of these pop up in your YouTube recommended videos, claiming to cure anxiety, help you sleep, or a number of other different bold clinical claims. The concept of binaural beats is actually quite, quite complex. I'll try to explain it in a basic level. Basically, two different frequency tones are played, one in each ear, at different hertz or frequencies. And these create constructive and destructive interferences, which produces pulses and gaps, creating a beat in the observed sound. Constructive and destructive interference of waves is a physics concept where two points on a wave are either overlapping at a positive peak to a negative trough of the wave, which will cancel each other out in destructive interference, or they match up with a positive peak to positive peak, and they combine in constructive interference. If you didn't understand any of that, don't worry about it. The gist is that the beat you hear in binaural beats is supposed to have an entraining effect on your brain waves. Let me break that down a little further. You might be wondering what brain waves even are. Well, your brain communicates through both chemical signals and electrical signals. Your nerve cells or neurons elicit electrical pulses of various frequencies and wavelengths in order to transmit information between brain regions. And entrainment is the idea that presenting a frequency of sound to these waves could alter them or cause them to align with the presented frequency. Theoretically, this alignment of brain waves to a perceived frequency could increase activity of certain pathways or regions of the brain. Promising, right? Well, unfortunately, the videos on YouTube have very little research backing and almost certainly will not cure any anxiety 
or depression. The constant trance-like frequencies can have a relaxing effect, however, so if you enjoy them, by all means continue to do so. However, a paper published in Frontiers in Human Neuroscience in 2017 tested various frequencies and frequency disparities and found no statistically significant alterations in mood or even brain entrainment on EEG or electrocardiogram recording. The same journal in 2018 published a study showing significant results that some stages of sleep could be affected, but slim statistical measures and a small sample size make this somewhat unreliable, so more research will be needed and much more promising results will be required before I would feel comfortable encouraging the use of binaural beats for any of the prescribed effects. This episode has been all about sound and the sensations and effects it can elicit. So now I'm going to read a poem by William Carlos Williams, an imagist poet and a physician titled The Great Figure. Among the rain and lights, I saw the figure five in gold on a red fire truck, moving tense, unheeded to gong clangs, siren howls, and wheels rumbling to the dark city. Since it's short and based on an image, I'm actually gonna read it again. Among the rain and lights, I saw the figure five in gold on a red fire truck, moving tense, unheeded, to gong clangs, siren howls, and wheels rumbling to the dark city. I'm imagining the dark city as our social and media landscape with flashing lights and loud sirens all around, distracting, confusing. This poem to me communicates an environment full of noise like ours, but with a unifying image or figure that rushes through and calms the extraneous stimuli. My imagination is drawn to that unifying, unheated fire truck. And that brings us to the end of the third episode of the Neural Compass podcast. This one was a little different, a little shorter, diving more so into some pop culture trends. If you liked this or didn't, be sure to let me know at Neural Compass Podcast on Instagram or neural underscore compass on Twitter.